Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good evening, everybody. So friends, I think that of the four Gospels, John's is the most personal and even we might say the most intimate. And what I mean by that is that while Matthew, Mark, and Luke give lots of attention to Jesus' teaching and his ministry to the poor and the outcast and his bearing of the cross, John's focus is much simpler. For John, what's most important is knowing Jesus. That's it. Knowing Jesus and letting him into our lives. And that's why when you read John's gospel, you'll find that he calls Jesus' miracles, not miracles, but signs, right? Something that points to something. So John has seven of these signs, and each of them points to a different aspect of who Jesus is, who God is, and who God wants to be for each of us. So keeping that in mind, maybe you can understand how tonight's gospel is kind of, in a way, a culmination of all that Jesus has been saying in John's gospel. So tonight, John carefully chooses his words. He says, Jesus laid aside his garments. He laid aside his garments. That's not just a factual report of what happened. John intends us to understand that here, Jesus is revealing, unveiling, literally, his heart, laying it bare. The word of God, in utter humility, drops the veil and stands exposed, naked, you might even say, before our eyes and allows us to peer into the very heart of God. And when we do that, what do we see? We see a God that in utter humility and love for us bends down to wash our dirty feet. I don't know if any of you have ever spent much time around people that live mostly outside where their feet are regularly exposed to the elements, right? The cold and the grime and the wet. I worked at the downtown chapel years ago, and I remember there was one couple that would come in regularly to care for the feet of the homeless. That was their ministry, caring for their feet. So they would do things like cut overgrown toenails. Um, they would lance and bandage blisters. They'd treat infections like fungal infections. They'd disinfect, they'd massage. They would wash and dry feet that, honestly, you guys, sometimes just reeked, just reeked. And then they'd put on fresh and clean socks for these folks. So this wasn't work for the faint of heart. Most of us who were down there just stood back and looked on kind of in awe, right? And even many of the homeless, to be honest, were a bit hesitant at first to let another person see and touch their grimy, swollen, cracked, and smelly feet. Lord, you will never wash my feet, says Peter. And it's understandable why, right? We all have those parts of our lives, of our personality, maybe even of our physical body that reek, if you will, that we don't like, that embarrass us or shame us, that we shield with our anger or our pride or our defensiveness or other strategies. What the Lord shows to Peter tonight, and to each of us too, is that we don't have to hide these things from him. He 
He didn't come for the perfect. We don't need to minimize or rationalize or deny or ignore or blame others. Jesus deals with reality. He works with who we are. And if we accept his mercy, his humble tending of our soul, we'll find ourselves changing and our future opening up in ways we could have never expected. Let me share with you a little story. This is kind of a, a pious story, so I just want to say that up front, but it's a good story, and uh, apparently it's a true story. It's about a saint I learned about just this week. Her name is Margaret of Castello. Margaret apparently was born to noble and rather beautiful parents. This was way back in like the 16th century, and they were hoping for a noble and beautiful child. Instead, what they got was Margaret. Margaret was blind, she was lame, she had a hunchback, and she was a dwarf. So her parents were embarrassed and horrified by Margaret's appearance, so much so that they hid her, and they tried to keep her existence a secret. They told everybody that she died in childbirth. Well, that didn't work for long, so instead what they did, they walled her up in a hermit's cell, and they had food and other necessities passed to her through a window in the wall. So her only companion for years, her only companions, were the priest who ministered to her and Jesus himself, who she experienced powerfully through prayer and through the Eucharist. When Margaret turned 16, her parents took her on a pilgrimage to a shrine that was famous for its miraculous healings and where they prayed for her to be cured of her deformities. Well, no cure came. So what they did, they abandoned her right there in the streets and they returned home, never to see her again. They never even said goodbye. They just disappeared. So it was the people of this town, the people of Castello, who took Margaret in and tended her needs, particularly the poor of the town. And their love and their acceptance of their little Margaret, as they called her, must have been like bread to a starving person because she thrived. Her prayer deepened. She was loved by everybody. Despite her physical impairments, she would visit the imprisoned and the sick and the dying. People would come up to her on the street and they would ask for her prayers and hundreds of miracles were attributed to her intercession. She died young, at 33, and when she did, the entire city turned out for her funeral. And to cap it all off at that funeral, at the funeral mass, there was a young woman, a young girl who had been crippled from birth. During the mass, she was miraculously healed. Hmm. My friends, Jesus did amazing and beautiful things with Margaret. He did amazing and beautiful things with Peter. And he wants to do amazing and beautiful things with you, too. You know, our society is rampant right now with sadness and hopelessness and anxiety, even among our young people. I read a stat earlier this week that 44% of our high school students report feeling those feelings regularly. Friends, if that describes you as well, then I want to encourage you, reach out to the Lord. Trust him with your brokenness. Let him wash your dirty feet. Tonight, our focus is on this altar and on the communion that we receive there. But you know, those dark and difficult places in our lives, those are altars too. And it's there too that the Lord waits to meet us. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h hyphen t dot org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h hyphen t dot org.